Okay, we're finally back with the pod. I think we've we've been on a little bit of a break, some uh some maintenance between us sorting out timings, but we're back, we're back. Um we're still in the midst of game week 27. We got we got the double, huge double, Brighton and Brentford, obviously Crystal Palace and Southampton as well, but not so relevant. Um so I think what our sort of idea is is to sort of talk about our wildcard teams. You know, we had some differences that were that are quite interesting that I want to talk about. And then we can talk about, you know, going forward, plans for the blank, plans for future double game weeks. Uh, yeah, let's do it. Yeah, so uh, you want to go first, kind of go over your team and everything for 26 and 27 and where you're kind of going for 28, 29? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think so my wildcard when I did it, obviously there's a very simple template, you know, I uh, don't need to talk about those guys too much. You know, Tony, Saka, you know, Arsenal defenders, Zinchenko, um, Henry, Kepper, um, Rashford. Obviously, these guys, there's no need to talk about too much. Trippier, you know, they're, they're very, very template. But I think in terms of the differentials, the one we obviously did together, because we both of us were very, very bullish on this guy, Alexis McAllister. And he has absolutely, absolutely um, re- rewarded us. Um, you know, both of us couldn't have asked for a better start to this game week, and obviously the fourteen points in last game week. So, very, very happy with that. Um, one yeah. of my other differentials from last week, we'll talk about McAllister in a second because definitely a lot yeah. about him. Uh, but my, another one I did was Ben White, which, in in actual like reflection, that was a mistake that I did, but because uh Sanchez got dropped. And I had and I had to change to steel because I needed Ben White over Gabriel for the money long term because of my transfers planned. But in the end, it ended up working out because Ben White got his goal. And then if I t- chose Gabriel, I would have benched him anyway this week. So I've ended up with six more points. Um, and then yeah, I went for Sanchez over over Ray, as I said. I did that because I wanted the extra player in double game week. In, sorry, in the next blank game week, I wanted the extra outfield player. Um, but yes, uh, I think those were the main sort of differentials. Um, what about you, Thomas? Yeah, my, my squad definitely wasn't like heavy differentials. I had one or two that were just big. I think Jal Felix was my big one, yeah. which, you know, like McAllister was like we you were just talking about. We, we love McAllister. His stats are unbelievable. His positioning is unbelievable. He's a good player too. Brighton are an incredibly good attacking team. There's literally no reason not to have him. Uh, March is pretty similar. Matoma is pretty similar too. Um, but he's kind of worked out and he's had the stats, had the opportunities he's put. put Honestly, he could have put more away in his time, but you know at least he's brought 10, 10 points before, or 14, was it 14 last week? Yeah, 14, 14 last, last week. week. And then seven so far is, is pretty good. With Crystal Palace at home, which is the fixture I was honestly targeting for, for Brighton, not necessarily these away, which was an easy fixture too. But Jao um, Felix is kind of the same as him where he was like very, very low punt for me and very fun, especially putting the captains on. I put on Jao Felix last week and McAllister this week. Um, so I like planned that and you know McAllister's banged it and he's done so well but Jao Felix just let me down I mean he even had opportunities he hit the post twice had a disallowed goal um, 
and also was just in very good spots and just missed just missed opportunities really um came off in the 45th minute this week possibly due to getting stamped on like the second minute um I, I don't really know. He's also been getting subbed lately in like the UCO and, and the week I got him, he went out in the 70th minute, even though he had basically been playing 90 minutes every week since. So it's just been a disaster class with Jao Felix, but I'm holding on until 29 because he's still integral to that team. He's an important player for them. So I do expect him to play every game. Um, not necessarily play more than 70, I guess, anymore because Havertz and stuff have taken that. But I'd say McAllister and him are my two big differentials i don't think anyone else is a big one i do like fabian Shaw. a lot some people didn't go for that i don't think you went for that to, to... i've got share i've got share oh you got him as well yeah i, I really like fabian Shaw, and I, I guess i had madison who is a differential in a way but a lot of wild carders went down that route mm-hmm. um, although strangely enough you say you say you like share but in the 94th minute yesterday yeah. of, of newcastle's game botman the cheaper option had a missed an absolute sitter so that yeah it could have been one. I was I was watching live for that and I was laughing because yeah. I was like, God damn, if that went in, all the narratives on Twitter would have been yeah, so yeah, funny. Yeah, yeah. No, exactly. Um, and that was the sitter. He should have scored. Yeah, definitely. Um, but Shaw, I think when we picked up Shaw in twenty one in twenty six, I mean he's he was out twenty seven with some sort of concussion from the cup final. But um when we got him in twenty six, I think it was like twenty one shots in, in eleven or ten games or something, which is ridiculously good. Mm-hmm. Um since the restart. And yeah, so I, I'm happy to go with Shaw, I think. A lot of his shots tend to be from like 25 yards. He does like a weird long shot, which is kind of odd, but um, he also gets on the end of crosses and, and good set pieces. So I'm happy to have, he's a bit like Gabriel, but I mean, you know, Gabriel's a bit of a piss take for me this week. Cause I, I had, I've had him for like five, six weeks and I've been waiting for him to score a goal off a freaking header or, mm. or just score a goal. And he did it in the one week that I planned to bench him. The only week I planned to bench him my entire time yeah. having him. So um, pretty yeah, rough. Yeah. yeah. There's it definitely, a lot of people in that situation with the Gabriel slash um uh slash Odegaard benching who picked up points. Yeah. Uh and it, it, even with that, there were other guys who were bench option guys that scored, like Almiron or I don't know, there's there was just loads of players who were who were kind of bench guys who scored this week. Um yeah, Madison was pretty close if I'm being honest. Uh Madison I was yeah. having I was having an argument, not an argument, I was having a conversation with the guy on Twitter about it. Um, and he was he was saying like we'll come back to it tomorrow, but Madison will beat Felix. And like, I mean, honestly, Madison should have got something from that game, but Felix should have hundred percent had something in the first half. Um, so that was yeah. pretty poor. But, but I mean, both of them were practically the same in the end. Madison just ended up getting the two points. Well, I mean, we can talk about Chelsea a little bit. Uh, actually, we'll get to that in a second. There's still yeah. we can still talk about the sort of uh, past game game weeks. Um, so obviously last week. Um, I got 50 points on my first wild card. Obviously, I, I lost out on points compared to what I would have done. Don't need to talk about that too much. Liverpool, obviously, banging. That was in the past. Um, but then, obviously, this week, it makes things a lot sweeter that they then went out and lost to Bournemouth, which, you know, kind of kind of makes things a bit easier to bear with the wild card. Um, and then, yeah, I think I'm, I'm having a good week, to be fair. I've got Kane. Uh, both of us put the, the captaincy on McAllister. So, you know, obviously that was a bit of a risk. Um, mm. But you know what? Both of us, both of us just, we were, we were banging the drum with McAllister and we're, we're happy that he's really, really coming through for us. And then, yeah, I've got Trippier, Zinchenko with his uh, Harlan. So yeah, outside of that. So obviously captaincy, I got right. Kane and then other guys sort of picking up points. So I've got a nice green arrow right now with obviously three Brighton 
and two Brentford to play. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a bit behind you. I think what you got ten points or so on me. Um, I you had I guess your big thing was uh, having some like you had Zinchenko, I Gabriel on my bench. If I had Gabriel on my team, it would have been a very decent. decent well, game. I mean, the big one is obviously Harry Kane. You didn't have Harry Kane. Oh yeah, yeah. Sorry, I forgot about that. But yeah, I I had basically everyone in my squad after the first game week on Saturday. I was honestly like gobsmacked because my entire team blanked except for McAllister. So I was very thankful I got the captaincy right because if I didn't, it'd be a disaster class this week. Um, but I'm still, I mean, with three Brighton, three Brentford, 42 points, I'm still on a chance for a green arrow. I've I've dropped, I dropped pretty badly from like 70 something to 100, uh, 103 right now. So I I basically need, I, I need March and McAllister to go off because they're the two biggest differentials. Um, and it'd be nice if if Brentford could get a nil nil draw and Ryan Henry just pick up points without Tony touching anything. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah. we desperately need Tony to yeah, keep we, quiet. We have Sampton. Tony, but yeah, obviously, like I think his points would be point would be us losing rank. So yeah. Yeah. Um I mean, looking looking at a team, so Tom, I'm I'm actually very happy with a lot of the players I have. Like the stuff I was expecting from Felix, I got. I just didn't get the outcome. And then for some reason, the minutes were really odd. Estupinan has looked unbelievable, in my opinion. The stats really don't reflect how good how good he is going for, uh, well, Not even how good he is going forward, but the, the spots that he gets in going forward. Because against uh, who they played, against Leeds this weekend, he was unbelievable. I mean, he was literally the left winger, like die, going central, just straight in behind and getting massive long balls. And he would be one-on-one with a keeper, but for some reason, he slows down so much. And he never shoots. He never shoots yeah. the keeper from the left side. I really don't know why. Um, he always looks for that ball across, and it's, it's sometimes it's a bit difficult. Like that that chance that Sully March had, it was um, like a stupid eye. I'm pretty sure it got down the line, and then Matoma had the the cross. I can't remember exactly, but he had at least three or four opportunities just, just running down that wing. So I'm very happy to keep a stupid on for the next few weeks. Um, I'm happy I went with that. Saka was just weird this week. I mean, the whole Arsenal thing just absolutely killed me. I think that's what killed my rank. So I only had Saka my team playing and he just got absolutely nothing. Well, Martinelli hit. Um, who else? Odegaard hit. Uh, Gabriel hit. All the defenders got six points. It was just one. It was just a weird week, honestly. But six games to go. I think we're still in a decent shout to at least keep my keep my seventy thousand rank because I was looking at live FPL and I think it was like we've had. I've had twelve guys playing. I've got nineteen altogether. So seven seven more because my captain. So six plus one. But most people have 14. So, yeah. and even in like, even in the top 10K and top 100K, I think it's like 16 or something. So, yeah. um, I think it's looking pretty decent for maybe getting Green Arrow back. Yeah, for sure. I think getting the Green Arrow, I, I think it basically relies on McAllister outscoring Tony. Um, and then, yeah. and then the Green Arrow is secured. Um, we need a goal from McAllister, like badly. Yeah, but badly, yeah, a goal slash a, a blank from Tony would really, really boost us. Um, so yeah, obviously that would be that would be humongous for us. Um, but yeah, yeah, I think you know. And when, that, uh, one thing I would ask Tom is, you still a lot of people went triple Newcastle, and I actually really like triple Newcastle defense yeah. weirdly for the next couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. Do you still think it's a good good option? Triple Newcastle, as in getting. Who's the third guy? Botman. Like Shar, Botman, Trippier, or Pope instead. Um, so my thinking isn't defense. My thinking is Isaac for um for I'm I'm potentially thinking about doing a Haaland down to Isaac this week. Um because Newcastle have a good chance of doubling in 31. 
And then also Isaac is looking pretty nailed. Uh, he played, he was unbelievable in that Newcastle game. Um, definitely, definitely a, a lock to, to start the next couple games. Obviously on penalties when Wilson isn't starting, which he started at the striker spot with Wilson on the bench. So there's a good chance that he'll be playing when Wilson's not, which gives him those penalties. Um, and then, yeah, obviously, as I said, uh, I mean, Newcastle, again, are one of those teams that they're pushing for top four. So when it comes to fixtures, I don't think you can really be scared of too many fixtures. Um, and even so, they have good good fixtures, so it's not even a, too much of a problem. So, yeah, they doubled in 31 as well, as I said, are likely to. So, uh, yeah, I think he's like ahead of a, a third Newcastle defender is what I'm thinking of. Yeah, no, I actually quite like that. It's a bit different too. Um, yeah. Big, big, big differential. Um, I probably can't go down that route because I already have Felix, Tony, and then Haaland's probably yeah. going to go for Kane because that just yeah. makes a ton of sense. Yeah, exactly. So my um, plan with that would be to uh, ride the double and then straight after these doubles, upgrade Haaland. Sorry, Tony, back to Haaland. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I like that. I like that. I'm actually like, I, I somewhat... If there was better, you know what I could go like Arsenal. I mean, if there's better game week twenty eight midfielders, I would I'd maybe get rid of March. Weirdly enough, um, a super I probably should be the bond to go. Poten- but... Potentially the 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 asking around March is or Brighton even is. I mean, I did steal this week, so it's not really an option for me. But if you wanted to do triple Brighton midfield because they double so often in the next sort of few weeks, I think they have three more doubles to go. So if you want to in some ways, optimise the Brighton guys. Those March, McAllister and Matoma are all as nailed as it gets. And they're all putting up really good numbers. You know, even though March has obviously been a bit disappointing in this sort of period, he still puts up good numbers, still very threatening. Um, Matoma, you know, Matoma is the same if he's not the one you have. Even though, again, his numbers aren't as good, he's, I think he's the most sort of finessed in the final third. And if he was to give all of them you know, the same chance. I think Matoma scores more than the others. Yeah. Um, so, a bit of a Son-esque kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, Son-esque. It's not even finishing. It's not even finishing. It's mostly the, uh, he's such a good creator. He actually gets the ball to strikers to finish. Exactly, exactly. And I mean, it is, it's very much Son-esque this, this season, which, I mean, when we were sort of looking at the stats, we were, you know, you could argue that, you know, Matoma has been doing it for such a short amount of time that you can't rely on it like for that long because Matoma's only really broken into the team since the World Cup. So it's hard to say that he's like a Son type player where he just consistently, you know, outscores his XG. You know, obviously he's gone through a good spell where he has, but, you, but you know, statistically speaking, it's hard to say that he is that player. Um, yeah. And we, we're very much on the March McAllister wave. A lot of people are on the Matoma wave, which I kind of like. There's a lot of differentiation within the community for it. So it makes it kind of fun. Um, I do like that I have a super on over you, which I don't think uh, you can't even do anything about now that you've steal. No, no, um, that's exactly. my one. It's my one differential, which I think you'll get a goal in the next few weeks. I just yeah, I'm okay. praying, but, but I, I think he gets. I'm, I'm I'm a I'm a big fan of a stoop of a Stupinan, but my he was in basically all of my wildcard teams. Like until at the end, I kind of had a bit of a think about it, and I was like, I really want that extra outfield player for game week twenty eight, and. And then game week twenty, is it game week? Yeah, game week twenty nine. He gets back um, from Australia from his international break, which I think he has two games out in Australia. So, and then I think it's he gets back three days after his second game. So there's a bit of a a risk that he doesn't start. Which I know, I know Brighton don't have like any 
sub left back. So obviously that's uh that's you know that's good for us deep in our owners. But I also think like the way that Brighton play, they're so fluid that they also just could randomly just throw like Pascal Gross at left back and yeah. and just be like, yeah, that's 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 how we're playing. Yeah, no, I, I agree. He definitely can be benched. I'm probably yeah. gonna run the risk of it. Um, I like him a bit too much. It, it makes a lot of sense. But no, trust. I like. I, I also Henry. know he's going to punish me one week, and it's coming. I just have to sort yeah. of hold out. Yeah, I mean, if I kept Henry, I'd end up getting rid of. Like the thing is, if I keep, if I, yeah, I, I mean, it just makes makes a lot of sense for me to do it. If I want my ideal team for twenty nine, then I have to get rid of Henry this week, and I really don't even like Henry. He's honestly quite decent against Everton. He was getting forward, put up some decent numbers. Um, he actually put up zero point five xgr, which is pretty good. And his his shot that he had was should have honestly been higher. It says zero point two four here, but it should be a lot higher than that because it was right in, right in the six yard box header, and it was a good save by Pickford. Um, and he actually put it in a decent spot. Mm-hmm. Um, so if Henry impresses me against who who do they play next? Play Southampton. Southampton. Yeah, yeah. So if he impresses me against Southampton, maybe I'll give him a run against Leicester because it's at home. Um, mm-hmm. but I, I fully expect Leicester to score. Madison's change that attack um they look a lot a lot better than usual um they're actually in the relegation are they in the relegation zone now or are they one above who uh um, leicester leicester are out but they're yeah they're only like two points clear yeah yeah so uh yeah i, I mean i i like leicester a lot now going forward at least um so i'm not too keen on this henry i'd rather just have tony and Raya can yeah. pick up some save points but uh yeah i mean i have to decide that by what Friday, Saturday, so a bit of time. Hopefully something changes then. If if I see Henry playing against um Samson, he's bombing forward and he's doing well, I might just eat, just, you know, suck it up and keep him in the team for a few weeks. Yeah, I think I mean that's that's a hundred century. Like you're 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 right that that Leicester have been really freaking good with uh chance creation at least. Uh at the minimum you can say that they've been very good at that. Obviously their finishing has been pretty dreadful, which makes someone like Ian Nacho for a Haaland downgrade. Very, very interesting. But again, like, so I think he basically Rogers last game played Ianacho right. He played Ianacho wing, Dakar up top, and he benched Barnes. Um, but I just can't see that being a long term thing. And Dakar played striker and he scored. So I think that now puts Ianacho as a bit of a risk. So I actually had Ianacho down as my sort of pick until until I saw that. And I just think I just think it became a bit too much of a risk after I saw that because Harvey Barnes isn't going to be beat. He's not a player that's just going to be sitting on the bench. Um, and if Dak had just scored as a striker, it would make it pretty difficult to drop him. So um, even though I really, really like Leicester's attacking numbers, I think you just have to stick with the nail guy, which is Madison. Yeah. No, I, I'm not too keen on anyone from Leicester, but Madison, I don't think you need to be. I think it's overkill. And I don't like honestly, people that have Castagna. I'm not going to lie, but... Like, I'm not gonna lie, but Leicester are really enticing. Their double is Crystal Palace Villa, and then mm. they play Bournemouth, and then they have City, and then Wolves, Leeds, Everton, Fulham. So they, their run of games is really, really sort of appealing for definitely for attacking players. Yeah, I mean, if you're gonna get anyone, it's Castagna, isn't it? Because he's the one that gets into really good spots going I forward. Know, I, don't know. I think he's a bit of a you know a good positioning merchant but doesn't actually do anything yeah but watching and, a stupid on so bad that he's not even back you, you can't back him for clean sheets yeah but watching a stupid on it's like 
these guys don't I, I was not that impressed with Estupanon's um numbers before I got him. I mean they were decent, they were solid every week. It was like two chances, one or two chances created a game basically. Um and his his XGI and stuff was okay, but it wasn't like out of this world, like I need to get him in. So I was like trying to watch a lot of you know, get, get an eye test of it basically from watching games. And it's like he's so similar to Castagna in that he just gets into those incredible spots into the penalty box. But for some reason, he's not really the one who gets onto the end of the chances. But because I mean, Estupinan looked like this week he was, but Castagna's often like what you're saying. Like he had one key pass against Chelsea and it was worth 0.37. So it doesn't really, that stuff doesn't surprise me at all, Castagna. Um, when I owned him, he was great too. He's good with the bonus. No, 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 trust me, I, I 100% know what you're saying with a student yeah. doesn't have great numbers, but it's more of an eye test sort of positioning thing. But I think ultimately, like with defenders, you want clean sheets to be like a real possibility. And with Brighton, they can pick up a clean sheet against almost anyone in the yeah. league. Whereas Leicester, you wouldn't back them against anyone in the league for a clean sheet. So, yeah. I, I so mean, like, and, it becomes, and then it becomes, you know, about you know, praying for an attacking return. Whereas with a stupid hand, you can just be like, yep, you got a clean sheet. That's fine. Yeah. And almost, and no, nailed, he's and definitely nailed. a better option. And nailed as uh, well. Which I know yeah. I've said things before, but when, when, when there's not weird international breaks going on, a stupid hand's pretty nailed. Yeah. I really want to hit a Madison Hall. I think he's very deserving as well from the past two game weeks. Yeah. I think I got lucky. I bench, I, lucky that he didn't pick up points on my bench this week. Yeah. For sure. Um, but yeah, he he'd be fun. I, I guess. I mean, I mean you, well, when you were talking of that, mm-hmm. we can talk a little bit about the double game week coming up. I think that the the um the biggest captaincy shout would be Rashford, who plays. Um, he plays. New, Newcastle, Brentford. and Brentford, who they don't have Casemiro now, versus Madison, who, as you said, has been putting up ridiculous numbers. Who is Crystal Palace away and Aston Villa at home? That, yeah. could be, that could be an interesting shout. Yeah, I think twenty nine is one of those weeks you can definitely go for a road captain. So I, I do, I really like these. The fact double game weeks give you a good opportunity to do that because it's like you can get two easy teams in a row, and it's if you have a good player like Madison who's trusted to get like a certain level of stats um, each game, which means that he's expected to get a goal or assist to a, a good, ex- like Tony, Tony's reliable to get well, a certain know. amount of shots. I, I kind of look at it the other way where if you go against the grain on a captaincy option for a double game week, typically the sort of main guy would be, you know, a Haaland, a Rashford, the kind of player who is, you know, a world-class player. He's going to score in one of those weeks, um, compared to, um, you know, a, a weaker player, which means that, you know, you can get, they can just blank in both games because they're not of that ilk where they can just, you know, smash out the goals. Whereas, so you'll just be fully a, on Rashford? No, no, no so I'm not fully on Rashford, but what I'm saying is like in a one week, if it's one week, Rashford has Madison oh. away or Madison has Crystal Palace away, you can almost back variance more because it's only one game. Whereas over two games, that's less chance of variance. Yeah, but I guess yeah, but fixtures come into that. But yeah, I get what you're saying. The top players don't really matter what fixtures yeah. they, they play. So and then you just like, yeah, you know, Salah Salah with Man City and Chelsea away. Like I'm no, I, I wouldn't do it. I wouldn't advise anyone to do it because Liverpool aren't on form or anything. But it's the kind of games where he could pull up two goals in both games. Like it's it's just people of different. Like even when no one's going to captain Haaland, he probably gets a hat trick first 
Liverpool, if we're being honest, like Liverpool are poor at the back. They'll definitely give up a lot of opportunities to him. That's, I'm really worried about not having Haaland. Like, I don't even really want Kane that bad. It's just how you, you can't ignore Southampton away, especially after what they he did last week. Like, I said I was going to get him in 27, and I said I was going to wait because um, I thought Haaland's Crystal Palace away fixture was really nice. So I, that's, I, I decided not to get him a wild card, and I was going to keep wait till 29 or 28 and it's royally screwed me over yeah, but yeah um but yeah i, I mean it, yeah those players are just so reliable i guess that's the difference but like McAllister this week if they're putting up stats i really don't care because if they're consistently like looking like they're in good spots putting up numbers actually a good player in a good team i think it's fully fair to like go for them and if they blank i'm just gonna be like i think I think good, I think good, good decision, bad outcome. Slightly, slightly different this week, though. I have to say because we're doing McAllister versus Tony, who Tony isn't of that ilk of like a Harland or you know even Rashford right now. Obviously, he's not of that ilk, so you can back against him of on and variants, especially when McAllister's numbers have been so ridiculous and has better fixtures. So I don't think it's as crazy to back him against back him than against Tony. Yeah. I mean, honestly, Tom, watching Brentford this week, they're definitely open at the back. If if teams like Everton can counter against you, we're having a god-awful counter-attack and we still do decent with it. Um, but teams like Brentford, like Brentford had a decent amount of chances against us, which they shouldn't have early on. Um, and I wasn't that entirely impressed. And Brent, I mean, we're looking at Brighton this week and being like, it's so good. But Bournemouth away and Brentford at home is also so good. And if if March and McAllister continue to like do this crazy run of putting up numbers, and I, it, you know, you could go, you can go McAllister again. The one thing I do like though is that they have a fixed, they're gonna have a double game week in thirty one, which means you can do it again. So I'm definitely like, you know, there's a Newcastle Brighton and both can double in thirty one, and when we, that happens, everyone's going Brighton again if their numbers are still as they are. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, I guess someone like Isak, Isak maybe, Trippier, Isak. Um, yeah, I mean, I can definitely see Trippio being a more popular captain than Isaac, but um, yeah, that, that'll be quite an interesting week to look at it because I think definitely this week, Tony for sure was like the standout option. Um, because it was tough to really back a Brighton guy, obviously, we 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 did because we 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 were just banging his drum all, all week. Um, <laughs> but actually, let's talk about I want to talk about Chelsea, I think they're. They're the team that people are sort of eyeing up a lot because of their recent form. They sort of turned the corner a little bit. They beat Dortmund, which maybe I was maybe I was the sort of change in in scene. I went to the game. Suddenly Graham Potter knows how to how to, how to ball. Um, but yeah, they've got they've just won their last two Prem games. They won. They beat Dortmund. Sorry, they won their last Prem game. They beat Dortmund in the Champions League. Played very well in both games. Um, and I think the sort of main guy, you obviously you got Felix, who, you know what, he has some issues injury slash minutes wise. I don't think he's necessarily the option, but I think Havertz is probably more of an option right now. Uh, he's got penalties. Uh, obviously, he took one versus Dortmund, um, and he's also be he scored again last weekend. Um, and then obviously the other one, I think people are looking at. We were just speaking about earlier with Ben Chilwell because I think there is a lot to talk about with him. Yeah, I, I've been very bullish on Chelsea for a while now. And, like, I didn't actually get in money of their assets other than Kepa for a while. Um, but in 26, it was 26 was perfect timing to do it. And I only went for two. 
And the second one I went for was Jao Felix. So I just haven't reaped any rewards from it. Um, I would say in 26, like Havertz, I mean, we, we'd been watching Havertz for like three, four weeks before that. And he was God awful. I mean, could not finish a but couldn't hit a barn door. Like he was so bad. And I was, I'd been clowning him all week. And I was, we were all saying like, he's bound to score at some point because he puts up good numbers and all that. But I was like, I would never touch it. And I mean, he had a great game against Dortmund, probably his best in Chelsea shirt. Um, and he's had a solid game this week against Leicester as well. I'm going goals. So, and he's on penalties, like you said. So yeah, I, I would say pick Havertz over Felix. It makes, it's a sensible decision at this point. But I also have to say like, if, if Felix isn't injured and he's actually all right for the next couple of weeks, I think he put up very, very similar numbers to Havertz. So I'm, I'm, as someone who has Felix, I'm relaxed to keep him. I'm not bothered by Havertz. Uh, but yeah, I think Chilwell, like you said, is going to be a great option again. He was just showing his positioning is like ridiculously high. His finish, um, Chelsea, the finish. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he does that. Goal. He does that. Unbelievable goal. Just like he just plucks it out of the air and the technique. Yeah. Just, I mean, Danny Ward's positioning was dreadful, but, um, but the I mean, finish is still superb. The commentators were like saying Danny Ward, Danny Ward should have been there and blah blah blah. And I'm yeah, the position is no, bad. No, no, no. But my god, what a shot! He should have saved it or like whatever. But he was just completely out of position. Yeah, yeah. it made he it. was nowhere near. He was nowhere yeah. near. Yeah. Um. But yeah, his the one thing about Chill was that he is Chelsea do that looping ball to the back post, and it's basically whoever's the left winger comes inside, and Chilwell makes the run behind to, and they kind of drag away that that outside center back or right back. Mm-hmm. Um. And it works very well. I, I actually, you know what? I actually think, so Chilwell's up against Coleman this week. And I think most left backs can rinse Coleman down the line, like most good left backs um, and just take him on like 1v1. But the way that Chilwell plays, it's not really dribbling. It's more like he gets onto the ends. Of, he makes really good runs and passes. And I have to say that's the one thing Coleman is unbelievably good at is clearing a ball off a cross, getting in the way of shots and crosses. So I'm actually thinking Chelsea have a, a tough side, a tough time on the left side this week against Everton. But Mikulenko will be Jao Felix the little bitch for the whole entire game. Like I and Jao's probably being left footed and and or very both footed. Uh Jao Felix can just basically go on that left and take the mick out of Mikulenko because he's awful. He's terrible player, he's not Premier League standard at all. Yeah. Um, so I'm thinking if, if that happens though, that also means if the right side's being abused and the left side will be really open. So like, I, I don't know, maybe yeah. interesting. Well, maybe yeah. we'll see Chilwell in the, in the penalty box more often than doing the creating that he has the last couple of weeks. Cause I think Coleman will be told by Sean Dyke to like literally man mark the guy. Yeah. Okay. No, that's interesting analysis to be fair. That's good to, good to hear from an Everton side. Because uh, also with yeah. just add with Dyke, like his the one thing is those cross the field balls like can't be central, and that's what Chilwell loves loves to run in towards and get onto like just on the left side of the penalty box and stuff like that, or just inside of it. And so, and I think those are the things that Dyke basically prevents by playing a block of four. Um, so we'll see we'll see Chilwell probably whipping in balls from the court like the more like the byline than than in like the penalty box as he usually does. Okay. We'll see. We'll okay. see. So, okay, there we, we talked about the pros, and I think the pros are very clear. When Chilwell starts, I think he's a, a real threat for goals and assists, mm. plus clean sheets. Chelsea uh, Chelsea have always been decent at the back. That's never really been the issue. But what I'm concerned a little bit is about his rotation risk. And I think this is very important for someone like Chilwell. He's just literally just come back from it from a very long-term injury. Um, and... He's played 90 minutes every game since, basically. 
Uh, and then also what's very important is they got through to the next round of the Champions League. The Prem is... The Prem, unless they go on the, the maddest run, they can only really finish in the top six and secure like Europa League for themselves. So the Champions League will obviously be their very their you know their strongest ambition of the season. Um, so when it comes to their sort of home and away games, they Chilwell will definitely be. I think he will definitely be rotated because he's just played so much so many minutes recently that he he it's just not feasible for him to be playing Saturday Wednesday every week since a long term injury. Um, yeah, I I can agree with that, but they don't play in the quarterfinals till game 30 31 so yeah uh yeah but i mean that should be fine for 29 so 29 yeah 29 fine and obviously you'd be holding him after so yeah. maybe there'll be a bit of a risk after that um and then and then yeah exactly after that and then from there you know champions league quarterfinal they could keep going and yeah. keep winning because if they get a good draw they could get someone like inter porto um you know, there's some decent teams that you have. Benfica, you wouldn't you wouldn't say yeah. it's impossible for Chelsea to beat Benfica. So yeah, I think it's like it's entirely possible for them to get a decent draw and then find themselves in a semi-final, which then he's remains a big rotation risk. Yeah, I really wouldn't be surprised if Chelsea made a Champions League run at all. Yeah, um, I could definitely see so a semi-final. Like it honestly, is an absolute not, billion team. There's not many, there's not many teams in world football right now who I like I know we're we we're proper gasses with Chelsea, like but I think there's a lot. There's not many teams in world football where you'd be like they would definitely beat Chelsea over two legs, on like a big Champions League night, you know. Yeah. Also, I I believe I actually want to. I don't know about the best in the world, but I think they're a team on paper. Like, no, 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 I'm not saying best all, in the world, but I'm saying over two legs. No, 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 no. no. I, I know you're not. I know you're not. Yeah. Um, I'm saying if like I don't think they're the best in the world, but I think they are on paper a top five team in the world because they have the the amount of. If they had their full squad out, like Kante the back in with there, Enzo yeah. would be yeah. ridiculously good. And you still got Kovacic to play in there if you need. Um, you could play. Yeah, I mean they're only they're only missing a striker really. That's all they're missing. They got three quality centre backs as well available Which right case, now, and Kulvali and stuff. We've been banging the habits from at least not not maybe not very recently, but um, in January we were both we were like yeah habits habits will come good he'll come good so maybe yeah. he will come good it's it's just taking a bit longer. Um, yeah. Also, yeah. um, I, I like generally it you know, like typical Twitter tactico guys like Chelsea is their wet dream because like if they've got like left center backs like Cucurello who could pass the ball, Chilwell the left wing back who's a marauding like attacking one, Reese is the same he thing. The other side, um, yeah. for final Koulibaly's like the big central like. Central I think I mean Sterling is Sterling on the wing. He's a goal scoring creative yeah. winger. They just have everything different. Like Madueke is completely different to Sterling. Mudrik's completely different to both of them. Jao yeah. Felix is literally the most unique player ever. Like and Havertz, <laughs> I guess Havertz is ha- Havertz is Havertz. No, Jao Felix can do everything. That's the thing. You can't say he's one thing. No, no, you no, look at go look at his FBF stats. It's retarded. <laughs> yeah, I think I think definitely both of us are big fans of the at least the Chelsea first eleven and then a big night, obviously in the league. You know, there's so many different issues where you know there's rotation, there's whatever. But I think, I mean, I was I was at Stamford Bridge, and honestly, my 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 view of it is, you know, Stamford Bridge on a big night was a fantastic atmosphere, and they really, really got the players into the game. And then I know Sterling hasn't been the best this season, and I was saying this to my mate who's a Chelsea fan, and I'm just like, he was like, oh yeah, I think Mudrik should start ahead of Sterling, and my point was just like, 
look, he's just so experienced at this level that yeah. you've just got to start him because, you know, in a Champions League game like this, he's just he's just got, you know, he's, he's so experienced. You, I've seen him at major tournaments, always lighted up. And I think you've just got to back back that experience. And obviously, he got his goal. So, um, Potter you know, needs those kind of guys as well. Yeah, right exactly, now. exactly. You need... You need to just play those kind of guys when you're in a tough situation, and and they'll they'll come good. Um, like yeah, I I have to say also it's worth worth noting that they have three home games in a row for 28, 20, and then the double on twenty nine. So I mean that's huge. Like they will look at that as nine points for them honestly because they need to make push for Europe. Yeah. Um, Villa, Everton, Liverpool at home. Liverpool being weak. Um, I I fully expect Chelsea to win that game. I mean Liverpool will be tough, but. I, I actually I back them for all three of these games. I, I think they'll beat Everton. We've been on a good run, but I think Chelsea will put us down this week. Yeah. Um, especially as we're, we're away, we're nowhere near as good away as we are at home. Um, so yeah, I think it's almost. I, I don't think must have obviously because I hate that I hate that word. It's different for everyone, but um, I think it's it pretty is. I mean, it's okay, pretty, so it's a pretty good decision okay. to go three Chelsea. Um, let me let me re- reverse a little bit. We talked about Chilwell. Uh, so James is actually fit this weekend. Is there is there more of an argument to go for Reese James instead? Because you know I spoke about rotation before and how Chilwell is such a rotation risk. With James coming back, and he's missed you know he's missed a lot of football. Do you think do you think there's a chance he could be the guy to pick? Uh, yeah, but I don't. I mean, unless unless we come back and basically both the wingers are just making absolutely crazy runs in behind which is possible but they'll probably the thing is they'll probably pick one of them and i feel like reese james tends to be the deeper wing back while he chillwell tends to be the one in the penalty box so i think it's fine to just stick with chillwell and go for it especially that it's sensible at this point uh yeah. with reese james being like in and out i mean he had illness so i'd imagine he's back in for everton um but but yeah i no, that's you can, it. Honestly, I, you can I, go I, either, but it's sensible. It's sensible. I agree. No, your your point is exactly right. That when when both of them play together, Chilwell is always the more um, giving way more license to play forward, and that's under several coaches as well. Um, you know, two. I mean, Reese James is so capable. Reese James is so capable, of course. But uh, yeah, that's. But I think Chilwell just has a bit, a bit of like a weird cutting edge over over James, um, in terms of maybe finishing, maybe his final product. Um, because yeah, he he he's his his goals and assist numbers per minutes played is always for fullback is always ridiculously good. Um, I think then, he's yeah. the closest thing Tom I've I've seen to a Marcus Alonso at Chelsea. Yeah, you know um, what? Because he's a similar shot. ilk where he's just penalty box merchant. That's a great shot. That's a good shot. And he's, uh, it, I mean, Chilwell's a good dribbler, but he's he's more of a good like opportunist like Alonso is like he just knows when to take a good yeah, touch no, into that's an area right. it's, it's 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 always it seems to be a bit of a position a positioning thing with him whereas James will like muscle himself into a good area whereas Chilwell yeah. is just like cut back a ball and he's just there yeah I mean James is just the complete football player he can just dribble and he can do it all so um that um, I think that's why it's he I think James is also more capable of playing as like a centimid role which it for for Potter, who plays, you know, very fluid football, it's kind of important for those wing backs to be able to come centrally sometimes. Yeah, and then of course, I, if like, I was him, I'd look at it like that. But that's me, not him. I mean, of course, like his injury problems are just an issue as well. Like he just seems to like I know I think it was illness last weekend they missed it, so maybe that's a tough one to 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 say this about. But it's just like he just seems to consistently miss games for silly sort of small niggling injuries, and that does seem to be like a consistent thing. So. Um, I know Jay. I know Chilwell's the exact same thing as well. So maybe it's pure, um, 
short-sightedness or like recency bias as i'm saying that yeah um, it definitely is a little bit recency yeah. bias but i think recency bias is is always a decently good thing it i yeah. mean it basically tells you if something's a good if they're doing it or not um so now you can be more sure that they'll keep doing it i guess um especially when he's done it two games in a row and his positioning's been very very um solidified up top on, yeah. on that left wing spot so i think uh well tom also to kind of go over is it so 32 are, are you free hitting because i think at this point we can almost know if we're free hitting or not because yes. we have to kind yeah. of gear our transfers yeah. towards guys 100%. yeah you are. so I, I think it is worth just piling up on the brentford chelsea man city man U right yeah. after 29 i mean uh bryson sorry bryson, um okay. those four teams and then just keeping them for the rest of the season like i yeah. might have two to three from each team just have yeah i think I, honestly i think that's that's the move like i i, I don't like saying that about things but it just it just seems like it's like it's the most uh, points effective move. Like all those teams, as you said, Man United, Brighton, Chelsea, um, Man City, all of these teams blank that game week, but double the following game weeks. So just to get rid of you, obviously don't want to transfer them out because they double in the following game weeks. But and it's so just it just makes it just makes too much sense to use the uh, the free hit thirty two because you know you, you lose the players for a week. You can you can you know build up a team for that week. You can get back in your Arsenal players who play Leeds, or I think they play Leeds that week. No Southampton at home. Southampton at home. Sorry. So even so, that's a good fixture. So even though you've sold, you've probably sold Saka. You've probably sold an Arsenal defender. You can bring them in for that game week, and just then they have another tough run of games after that again. So yeah. even though, the- yeah. I guess the only tough thing will be not even like you actually it's, it's so easily done. Like you can have fully and you can add Newcastle to that list because they double in 31 and then again in 35. Yeah. Possibly. Oh no, no, sorry. If they double in 31, they won't double it all again. Yeah. 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 Um, so you'd have them for 31 free hit and then you begin those guys out of your team for 34 and stuff. It's, it's yeah, it's simple. I mean, it might require a minus four or two, yeah. um, but that's about it. No, exactly. Exactly. Uh, no, it's just it's you know Sanchez getting dropped is really annoying because that just made me um have to take an an extra hit because I needed transfers going forward, and then now because of Chilwell, you know that's another hit because I'm downgrading Harland, which feels so stupid to be taking out Harland on a hit, but it just uh kind of has to be done. Yeah. Uh, I agree. It's looking, it's looking good for the rest of the season. Like if, if the good teams with the good players do well as expected, then I feel like we should do well. But maybe everyone will have the same players. Who knows? So it might be. Yeah, I mean exactly things like that. But you kind of have to hope that other players uh, aren't maybe switched on to the fact that these teams double and and blank, so that you know how to because because I feel like this chip strategy we've got going is going to be very good for points. It's just, you know, definitely in our mini league, uh, if our mini league leader is following the same strategy, it makes it pretty difficult for us. Yeah. No, I, I agree. Um, it, it, can we talk about Haaland for a sec? Because yep. Yep. Um, I, I'm very worried about getting Haaland out against Liverpool at home, Southampton away, Leicester at home. It's Those are three really good fixtures, in my opinion, even Liverpool at home. Um, and I want the perfect 29 team and that, you know, that we're perfectionists with our double gaming crap. So we always want 30 players or whatever it is because we want 15. But um, I, I honestly think it might be worth just keeping them and getting, like if I got rid of, 
but it just doesn't make sense. Like even Solly March, I and I, I fully expect Solly March maybe even is stupid on to do better than him mm-hmm. in both because they've got those are the only two other guys I can really get rid of, and they've got Brentford Bournemouth double, and then they've got a Chelsea Newcastle double in thirty one. Like it, I just don't. It just doesn't make sense to not get rid of him because Kane is so obvious too. Yeah, yeah. But it's one of those that's like you have to do and it's probably going to bite you in the ass. But I could maybe bring him back for straight in 30, which would be nice. But I don't know. I don't know. I think that's that's the sort of route that I'm looking forward to do, 30 back um, and basically just not take any risks. Um, because at the end of the day, it's only minus four, which it will be a minus four that I'll do to get him back. And ultimately, those two fixtures are are so good. That I think he can just outscore those four points definitely over Tony. Uh, you yeah. know, Leicester, Southampton away, Leicester at home. I just, it's two, those, those fixtures are two of the best in the fixture calendar. You know, there's, and obviously he's the best player in the Premier League, definitely for, for scoring goals. So, mm. uh, I think it makes most sense for us game week 32 free hit, the guys. If you don't have it, it's definitely a bigger question, but yeah. I still think. Oh no! Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. If you don't have it, then then uh, then you can debate it. But for me, as it, because I know I'm, I know I'm free hitting that week. I'm fine yeah. to go back in thirty. Yep, I agree. Um, anything else I think we have to go over? I mean, we basically went through the whole next ten game weeks. <laughs> yeah, we did. Um, yeah, I think I mean we'll 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 leave it there. Um, I think we'll try to do another pod after these Brighton Brentford games and maybe mm-hmm. just discuss. <laughs> less about like really long-term stuff we can just sort of discuss uh you know next week's plans and different sort of players to target um but yeah, I think yeah. further for now i think that's we got we got we got through we got through quite a bit yeah exactly um it's weird I, who tom wait last thing who's the who's the nice little differentials for 28 and 29 that you like 28 29 uh yeah. so i mean we we spoke about chelsea guys so i like Havertz. I like uh, Chilwell. Uh, who else are you thinking of? Yeah, I mean, just basically Chelsea is the big yeah, one. Yeah, so I think shows, Watkins, Watkins is fair. Well, Bournemouth at home, it's definitely fair. Yeah, Isaac, I'm Isaac. a bit annoyed about Watkins because I Watkins was also the, the alternative to Jao, but I was never going against Jao anyway, so I'm not going to worry. Actually, I, I said of Isaac before as well. I think Isaac could be a really fun option because he double, probably doubles in 31 as well. Um, he looks looks absolutely on fire in that game against uh, in that game against Wolves. Uh, got loads. Lo- he dribbled. It, it wasn't even just his. He got four shots, I think. But it was just his all round play. He's such a good dribbler. He can create chances for himself out of almost nothing. Um, and I think I think he's just been so so effective that I don't know if I can see how dropping him when he's fully fit but it's because he's had loads loads of injury issues that he's sort of struggled um but now he looks yeah. like i really like that move but i'm kind of pushed out of that move because of kane unless i don't want to get yeah, the kane that's why i'm happy Actually, to, you know uh, what isn't, isn't that's why i'm happy to uh tell you now <laughs> yeah i mean i could do it like i could just say no to kane but then you'd be happy i didn't have kane so yeah exactly um but yeah, I, I'm not. I'm gonna wait. I'll watch him a bit because it does. If I, you, I get him in for 29 instead of Kane if I wanted. If I knew that, first of all, he'd be good and he'd be playing in 31 as well. Yeah. Um. So yeah, no, yeah. It's, he's definitely a good option. Um, any uh, Crystal Palace guys? No, Everton guys? No, I wouldn't touch for you. 
Um, I guess Leicester, but Daka and, and Iheanacho, it's so confusing. I don't know. It's, I don't think it's worth people's time. No. Um, and yeah, other than that, maybe, maybe actually Brennan, Brennan Johnson. Johnson. Yeah. Brennan yeah. Johnson, Brennan Johnson um, as the, the thing is, is though, like, I'm happy. I, like he's just, he is a difficult one. Cause I think you'd be downgrading Harland to Brennan Johnson. And I would, that would feel pretty difficult to do. Like I like, I like Brennan Johnson. I really rate him, but it'd be a pretty difficult one to, uh, to pull the trigger on. Yeah, no, I agree with that. Yeah. Okay. All yeah. right. So good pod. Good pod. Uh, nice. Nice. All right. We'll leave it there.